Pretty sure. Oh, yep. That means it's recording, right? Hey, we're recording. Hey, we're recording. That's true. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Bach and Charles Truby, <laughs> a.k.a. Jared Chuck, a.k.a. Let's just start that over. That was a bad joke. <laughs> that was bad. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca and Jared Truby, and driving us around in his fantastic automobile is Charles Jack. <laughs> driving us home from a long roast day. Uh, I kind of want to start this episode with a little bit of a shout-out. Two shout-outs. I'm going to shout-outs. To Eric and Mark. Oh, yeah. So the homies. The homies. We just did another pop-up on Monday at Companion Bake Shop, as we always do every Monday. Incredibly successful. And these two characters. So Mark drove from Fremont to come to the pop-up, which is, what, at least an hour away? At least. At least an hour With away. With traffic, you could be up to two. Yeah, Bay Area traffic, you never know. Eric drove from Los Angeles just to come Shout. to the pop-up. Oh, yeah. We had to buy him some coffee to drink because that's just unbelievable next level so that just kind of blew our minds and he's been listening yeah so we just gotta like we just gotta give you a major shout out thanks for coming up supporting us and thanks for all the kind words and and believing in us enough to come see what we uh what we got going on hopefully you liked it i think i think he said he did i think he liked the coffee okay i mean yeah it's he liked it but you know he drove six plus hours to drink it so uh yeah, I was kind of nervous. Honestly, I was like, "Dang, you drove six hours." I know you better. I hope I, hope I can blow your mind yeah, right I hope now. We delivered. <laughs> like, are we gonna do this? He seemed genuine. He was super. I'm cool. gonna believe him. Jazz musician. So if anybody in LA is looking for a fine jazz musician, he's, he's got the, the one. Seventh chords on lockdown. Oh yeah, he does. I got to hang out with him at the table, and uh, Mike Reezy gave him a donut. So we had like a nice little donut time. Nice hot yep. fire. Anyway, so yeah, shout out to those guys. Thanks for coming in, and anybody who came to the pop up, thanks for stopping by. Uh, it's been really fun. So major, major props to all y'all for coming in and supporting us. The episode today is going to be a little bit of a brain dump on various topics. It's not a Q&A. We don't have a guest, but we've had a few things that are just kind of on our minds. So we're just going to speak about them. Yeah. Some just beliefs that we have. Just, yeah, think little, little, little birds that are floating around in our brain. Not tweets, though. Not tweets. And we did not put a bird on it. <laughs> <laughs> put a cat and a cloud on it. <laughs> Let's just be real. What's the hottest topic to start this one off? I with? mean, f- well, the f- the topic that I think is is on the tip of our tongues first and foremost is is the topic of age, and I just I think we should just talk about like maybe defuncting some things that people don't don't actually know. I mean, a lot of people talk about the fresher the better. I've had so many people come to either the pop up over the years come and say, yeah, I knew this guy who would roast the batch right there of coffee and give it to me and then i'd go home and drink it and it was the freshest and the best tasting coffee um and uh you know a lot of y'all might know not know this but there's still a lot of gas and there's still a lot of kind of funky flavors going on in coffee right after it's roasted there's a lot of things still happening the coffee is still progressing it's changing and uh, I actually don't think the coffee tastes nearly as good as it could until at least four to five days after that roast. Right. So, I mean, I mean, I mean this is one you? of the most common questions that we get all the time. Yes. Majorly like, common. Like, and one of those questions would be how what is the good window of this coffee age off roast? Right. Like, I want to know if I'm buying a bag and I see this roast date on there and it's five days old already. Is that OK? 
Am I going to get home and then on day six and seven, is it just going to go bad? Because I feel uncomfortable with that. Right. Yeah, it's a typical question. And I mean, the reality is, is no. <laughs> I truthfully, and this is no BS, will drink coffee a month without it being like weird at all at yeah. home. Yeah. And I think there's a few there's a few different factors at play here, depending on what you're doing. So <clears throat> starting with, you know. You're roasting, you're cooling, your batch is done. And then for me, it's like you go into packaging, right? Straight in. How how long has the coffee been sitting before you package it? We package everything immediately and seal it. Yeah. And so we're sealed in a bag with a one-way valve, and there's no extra air getting in. Right. And that gives you a wider age range. Yeah, it could definitely extend that coffee even further. As opposed to, let's say, you roast it. <coughs> You bag it in a bag that's not sealed. Maybe it's an old school, just roll and fold. Right. You know, you have no valve and you, you know, it's kind of sealed off, but your oxygen's going to get in there. Right. You have exposure to air. So that coffee is going to quote unquote age a little bit faster. Right. It's going to reach its peak sooner and it's going to fall off faster. Some other, yeah, some other roasters put coffee into buckets and some of them, you know, like leave space. There's all these theories. There's actually tons of theories. And a lot of the times what the roasters are doing, and a lot of people also don't know this, is that they are they're utilizing the coffee for the correct age in their cafe. So they're already going through product. They're not necessarily always um, thinking about the, the home consumer first. They're typically roasting um, for their cafes. I mean, and then some are obviously thinking about the home consumer in that they are they're roasting and they're sending out your orders like the next day. Uh, however, I mean, that, I won't even touch anything until day five. That's what I, yeah. I mean, right? that's always a, that's really just a sales tactic to tell, to like make you believe your coffee's better if you get it fresher. Okay. Um, yeah. That's, that's an interesting point because we kind of like dug our own grave here because in the beginning of specialty coffee, Everyone's looking for a differentiator, yep. right? Because people see coffee as a commodity. You know, rewind 10 years, a lot of this stuff's not happening. Third wave shops aren't that common. And people are like, well, I drink coffee at the gas station. Like, what do you do differently? And right. no one's got this really good vocabulary around, like, how sourcing works or, you know, separating out, like, oh, there's different kinds of coffee at mm -hmm. the time. So one of the big selling points for those, like, cutting-edge third wave cafes was, like, Oh, well, we roast fresh. Artisanal. Like, we roast fresh, we roast to order, we roast it, and we get it to you same day. Or we get it to you a second day. And that's, you know, that differentiates you from, like, the bigger box chain or the place that maybe doesn't care as much. Right. And, you know, whether that is beneficial to quality or negative, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they're trying to make a sale. They're trying to prove their, you know, worth. Right. Well, and that coffee... That coffee does taste different fresh. I mean, there's there's a taste to fresh coffee that is in every single fresh coffee, no matter the variety. There's a flavor that if you taste a lot of coffee that you're going to know this coffee's fresh. And it doesn't matter necessarily the roast level. It doesn't matter the quality. It doesn't matter anything. So, I mean, it is it is um, it, there's a truth to saying to those people, right? I roasted this fresh and you can taste the difference. And then if you're, quote unquote, the professional and they just believe you, you can just tell them it's better. And they automatically follow the leader because, I mean, why would they? They don't know any better. It's like the pour over thing. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, the pour over is better because we make it to order. Right. Even though the batch brewer probably does a much better job of extracting coffee. There's no probably about that. Right. There's a 100% like, fact about that. <laughs> it's like, 
It's got its nice pulse brew. It's got its nice shower head. It's going to kick like the guy with the kettle and the little V60's ass any day. Yeah, I mean, but it's a it's it's a selling point and it opens up that market. So we're kind of fighting against this. And I mean, we've been fighting against it for I mean, as long as we've been working together. Right. Because we've built up this thing to where people are like, I want it roasted that day. You know, people used to come into the cafes and they would see coffee that's three days old. And they're like, well, do you have anything from today? We're like, well, that's totally fine. And it's going to be great through like, you know, 14, 15, 16 days for sure. Easy. Easy. And they're like, well, no, I need something that's roasted today. Like, give me something out of the cooling tray. Yeah. I mean, some of the caveats to this are for the people listening. There's like if your coffee's ground, it's going to age quite a bit quicker because a lot more of the, you know, the coffee's mass has been broken up in all these little particles. There's a lot more surface area touching air or potentially off gassing. So, yeah, that'll speed this stuff up a little bit. But whole bean coffee, if it's packaged correctly, it's kept from, like, sitting in the heat. You know, I mean, think about think about all of your products like this. It's like if it's hot, it's expanding and it's cooling down. And when it expands, it opens up the pores. It's like your skin. So, like, that's obviously going to affect age. But if you just keep the stuff stored in a nice, cool spot, it's, like, kind of standard, your coffee's going to be really good for minimum three weeks. Right. I mean, let's just. So my yeah, my aging process is if I get a bag, let's say I get a bag of one of our coffees, single origin coffee that right. I'm going to use for brewing duties at home. I'll have it. Take it from roast day. It'll be sealed up in its little valve bag. I will let it sit in the cupboard for about five days. Right. Before I even open the coffee, before I even think about brewing it. Yeah. And I'll pop it open day five or whatever. I'll brew that coffee take out what I'm going to use, grind it, you know, yeah. make the coffee, reseal the bag. Cause our bags have like a little Ziploc thing, which I think is cool and put it back in the cupboard. And I'll use that coffee every day until it's gone. And it's tasting good. Like, like you said, three weeks. And I think three weeks is, you know, when it's kind of starting to, you can kind of tell, right. You can tell small changes all the time, but it doesn't go from good to bad like that. And like, I drink coffee that's a month old on a regular basis. Yeah. And you maybe lose like a little bit of aromatics. You, you're losing a little bit of like snap, crackle, and pop and sizzle on it. But it's you know at four weeks, it's not bad. No, it's actually funny. Is um, our coffee machidi from Ethiopia? We just ran out of it, uh, but I have some still at home, and it's from it is from three roast dates ago. So we're up to like yeah, it's basically a month old. And I had it this morning, and it was surprisingly so. Yeah, it lost some of that like berry snap. But right. what came into play is like a caramely nougaty thing, and it's almost arguably more, more balanced and a little subtle on all areas. But overall, like, it's is really enjoyable on kind of just a different level. And so, I mean, it's it's just an aging process. And at the end of the day, your coffee is going to taste good. It's kind of weird how My, this happens. Yeah, it which, trips me out because you're just you're having a delicious product. If we buy and roast good quality coffee and we roast it well, it doesn't really go bad that quickly and i kind of love that and the best part really is just that it changes and i can have a different experience with my coffee every day it's kind of exciting to me really and my my favorite age range is honestly five to 14 days that's when i feel like everything's peaking i know like some of the coffee nerds might be like well that's like a pretty big window and like yeah it's a pretty big window and that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. everything's banging right then. And even up into the, you know, 
13, 14 days, you still have lots of acidity. You still have that sparkle. Oh, man. It's not like it's going away. And I, I think that's a nice meaty window. Which Especially is for those people using the coffee for espresso, you know, which oh, is yeah, a whole I other mean, thing. The espresso day five, if you start pulling on day five with the style of coffee that we roast, you're kind of pushing it. It's probably a little early. Right. I would start it at seven. Right seven days out and uh -huh. then just rip it up through two weeks and it's no big deal yeah lee who did our elixir stuff she she was brewing our coffee early and she's like she's like it wasn't as good and she's all i waited another week and she's like man it was in this place where it was just crazy how it developed and it's just like it, it's just coffee ages out it gets to its happy land and if you get in there too early it's like not right <laughs> yeah and i think so you roast it and then after you roast it it's continually oxidizing and it's giving off you know it's off gassing a lot of gas and really. it's it's really hard to explain what it tastes like unless you've tasted coffee that's you know truly like right off the roaster one or two days old or you know in that hot pocket window but basically to me it tastes like really sharp right not in an acidity kind of way because it's not a sparkle mm -hmm. it's not like a pop it's just like this weird like offensive just thing that attacks your tongue and for what it does for me is like it mutes all the other flavors big it, time like that prevents you from tasting the actual nuance that the coffee has yeah i mean the aromatics aren't as clean either at that point it's almost like uh it's almost like a just a touch of popcorn and no matter what the coffee is but it's not exactly like that it's hard to explain you're right it's it's unfair of us to try to explain it yeah go over to your local coffee roaster and just barge right in the roastery and then when they drop a batch stick your face in it yeah it'll, that's pretty they won't pretty legit it'll no yeah chill. it's totally yeah, chill just like, walk oh. right in uh if you have a beard don't worry about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> all the hair in the roast is totally chill yeah i think i mean so anyways more of the sport story is we just wanted to talk a little bit about that don't don't just assume that coffee that's fresher is better. Don't just jump on that bandwagon. And again, find out for yourself like where you like it. Because the other thing is, is everybody roasts coffee differently. And everybody, all the consumers have these different palates. And, you know, we hear all the time people mistake acidity for bitterness. And it's just like, it's fine. But at the end of the day, this, everybody roasting so differently. Some of these coffees actually lose that acidity a little bit to the point where they're more drinkable for the common consumer way later. And that's good. And there's just, that's like a whole other argument. It's just, it's a kind of a can of worms, you know, like that super hyper light stuff. It's for me really hard to drink for at least the first week and a half. And then it starts mellowing out. Which I don't know if you've had that experience before. Yeah, I. It's one like of a the whole reasons other thing. that I don't enjoy those coffees as much as I probably should is that by the time when they're like calming down, I feel like a lot of the other stuff's going away too. Yeah, maybe that's a roast issue. You know what I mean? I yeah, because there's like no body at that point. Yeah, but yeah, like the acidity's calmed down enough that you can drink it. So you. Right, you got that round sweetness, but then it's really thin. Yeah, don't under roast your coffee. That's what we're really saying. <laughs> so where it's like if it, it had a little bit more development, if it was a little bit more well-developed, you could hit that sweetness and still retain the body yep. longer into the aging pattern. That's just... Just a know. tangent. That's I don't just know. me. What do you want to talk well, about? We're just talking here. I'm just um, in here giving you my vibes. <laughs> we're just shooting it out there. And if you're at a cafe, and this happens because it happened at places we were at all the time, 
or you're a roaster retailer and you roast your own coffee. I mean, we were in weird death loops for a while where we were every week using coffee that was two or three days old. Yeah. And it was just like a planning issue. And yeah. it was always like too fresh, too fresh, too sharp, too sharp. It's, And if you're in that zone, put a little bit of coffee aside, let it age out, taste it, make some espresso with it. And then if you need to, you'll probably have to double one of your roast weeks. Yeah, that's you, a classic inventory management. You, you'll just have to double up so that you have that stock that's sitting. And some people are like, well, I don't want to double up. It takes a long time. It's like, come on now. You got, you got to just do what's necessary. You or it's like, I don't have room to store it. And it's like, no, you do. You just <laughs> haven't found it yet. <laughs> are you telling me that the taste isn't important enough for you to find some storage? Well, and even if you, you do lots of You put it in the trunk of your it. car, dude. I mean, there's so much gas that's still off-putting. If you have an espresso that's too fresh, you're actually going to have grosser looking latte art too it's gonna make your milk look fizzy even though you might have nailed it yeah you'll have all those bubbles in there yeah gas so fizzy you know gas. hint hint if you notice that your espresso is always gassy you may need to wait a little longer yeah or take some x-lax or whatever take some x-lax that, that doesn't really that. line up with that <laughs> but i'm know. with i'm uh i was trying to think of a uh popular gas medicine oh because you were like plop plop fizz like fizz plop, oh plop. what a relief it is yeah exactly i, think I, was, that's, I was trying to go alka. that's alka-seltzer all right, y'all, the Cat and Cloud podcast is brought to you by the wonderful folks at Calafia Farms. If you don't know Calafia, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Mm. They make non-dairy milk alternatives, almond milk, coconut milk, and the like. And if you haven't checked it out, they have a bunch of different cold brew options that are RTD. That's ready to drink. You can just wake up 6 a.m., pop the top, and put them in your face. They're made with Central American coffees and Colombian coffees. They're hot fire. And they are good for you. And if you can't handle that milk, they're your answer. And they're America's answer. Is that right, Chris? Yep. They did it for us. They did it for America. And they're doing it for you. We love those guys. They're just all around good human beings. So check it out. We're going to get back to the show. I was trying to seltzer it up. Um, so what's, what was another? There was kind of another hot topic out there, and it had to do with the World Barista Championship. Okay, we're behind the ball on this one, so forgive us that this is coming out late, but we've just kind of been talking amongst ourselves about it. It's the geisha phenomenon. I mean, it's kind of been the thing in the U.S. too. Everybody is starting to compete more and more with these special geishas that nobody gets to drink but the sweet judges who are lucky enough to judge these guys. <laughs> So that's my trash talk on it. It's probably fantastic coffee. <laughs> it's probably. But here's the thing. I have a problem with using coffee in a competition that nobody's ever going to taste again. And I have a problem. It's just I'm just about approachability and I'm about I'm about bringing people in and serving the most exclusive coffee in the world is cool feeling. And it's probably a really interesting experience. But when nobody gets to taste it anymore, and beyond that, it's so expensive that nobody can really afford to buy it. It just rubs me the wrong way. And I, I don't know. Maybe I'm Which, in the minority with that. But yeah, I mean, that brings up the point. Like, is it the fault of the coffee? Or is it the competition? Like... Is the competition set up to reward things that happen in specialty coffee? Or is it just this separate thing to where it's like, bring the most Richter thing that you can. And if that doesn't represent our industry at all, like, that's okay. Right. But there's a disconnect. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think the competition set up that you bring what is the most 
exciting coffee that scores the best. Right. I guess my argument, hopefully, is that there are a lot of other amazing coffees out there that could score as well. The problem is that for so long we've been tasting coffees from a similar vein that now the newest thing, the more rare thing, is going to be the most exciting to these judges who have been judging these things, right? So it's like you put a geisha in with a bunch of other amazing coffees and you get this different coffee. How in your right mind can you can you not sort of score it higher? Like it's hard to not score something higher that tastes different and is also really good. Right. Right. Yeah, it's like that, the differentiator. Totally. That's why I'm saying we probably have like this like systemic problem. It's a problem with a thing and the I don't have the answer. But huh, No, but yeah, actually we do. We it's called our house it's our house uh blendcom yeah, the answer. We Pick do have up the a answer. Nice bag. But not this answer. Um but maybe the competition needs to change in a way to where the baristas and the people who enter are rewarded for providing experiences that someone would find in the cafe. It's an interesting maybe, point. You know what I mean? And it's almost like the the U.S. freaking Geisha Cup, Brewers Cup. That's the actually world, the, <laughs> the world Geisha Cup is like its own thing. It doesn't have anything to do with coffee service. It doesn't have anything to do with the actual specialty industry. And where's the competition that actually represents what baristas do? You what, know what? What they work with on a regular basis. That would actually, what would be cool is actually limiting the kind of coffee that people could bring in some way, shape, or form. Like almost give what would be sick is if dude i want you had to like provide your your cost of green coffee so that everybody had to fall within a certain price category like you have a cap like how like like a salary cap in the nfl exactly. or something like that like your cap is 4 bucks you can't spend more than 4 bucks right and then everybody who's competing is sort of competing on the same playing field in that like sure i went and sourced my own coffee i found a way whatever it's 4 dollars and under and my green buyer whoever cafe imports crushed it and found me this amazing green coffee but then like or there's like a pool of judges that actually like pre-screen and pick the coffee and then everybody uses the same coffee oh yeah that's and i know always been i know nice people idea. have talked about this before my wife loves that idea the pricing thing's cool but then someone's gonna find a way to finagle it like i'll sell you this coffee for four bucks right like, like some producer 15 dollar coffee yeah or something, exactly you know because uh but if, if everybody used their same coffee it'd be awesome because you would have to roast it, so you could kind of assess like that company's quality roast, roasting skill style, I should say. And yeah. then that barista would have to dial it in, so you have multiple levels of like expressing the best, like their style of this coffee. Like, what does this taste like? Like, right. how would you make this work? I think that's cooler. It Even though I wasn't into it back in the day when I was competing, I was like, no, I want to bring my own coffee because that's part of the expression of me. But it's probably a, a worse representation of how specialty coffee works right. or like the skill of the barista or the roaster. I mean, I, I like the idea of finding a way to somehow keep it honest and get that price cap on because then you could still bring your own coffee and give your expression. Maybe like have a third party. Somehow, I mean, here's the like thing, dude. Verify the purchase. Well, yeah, well, even if. OK, because people you're going to get caught. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. though. You'll <laughs> get caught. Right. So if an, a producer decides to give you their $50 geisha for the four dollars a pound just so you can win what happens when everybody looks for it and they can't find it you know what i'm saying then it's obviously a lie like somebody has to be able to produce this coffee again for other human beings well not and necessarily though there's like weird small lots of coffee that never happen again they're not well, all like I guess good that's you know true, but maybe that's part of it too is maybe that coffee is for sale somehow you could like track that plausible deniability man <laughs> i wish people weren't shady <laughs> <laughs> or really, it's like, this could work out great if y'all weren't want to try to be shady on me. Maybe the lot size has to be X big. I don't know. 
Well, and anyway, I get it's the beginning of a conversation. Who else wants to chime in? <laughs> Who else wants to chime? In? Give us your thoughts. Info at catandcloudcoffee.com. Actually, just catandcloud.com. I just wanted to sing the song, and I felt like if I added coffee, it would it'd sound really good. That would actually be more interesting to me as a judge if I got to judge ten people, right? Drink ten different espressos that were the same or on a similar level, and all those different interpretations of what that is. That's more exciting to me than drinking a couple bangers and then a few people's coffee who they just like can't afford to buy. It's more exciting to me as coffee. well. I don't know. It's just more interesting to me. No, I get it for the. For me as a person who likes to kind of dissect coffee and taste and have these experiences, tasting 10 of the same coffees, the same coffee roasted by 10 different people and approached in 10 different ways, I think is actually, that'd be really interesting to me. Uh, my argument earlier was more for the sake of the barista who wants to give you their experience. Right. We'll, we'll feel. Totally. But at the same time, a, a really good barista is going to want to, I mean, that's that's the, on, the truth is there, right? The truth is if, if everybody has the same coffee, the best barista theoretically should win. The best roaster, the best barista, roaster combo. barista combination should yeah. win that game. Right. And Which is cool because that's what I want to see. Because I honestly, in terms of a barista competition, I don't really give a shit about anyone's sourcing department. Like any asshole with enough money can find some rippers. And that's just sad to me in a weird reason. Well, because money does way. talk in that place. Yeah, and I, I think that's lame because I think there's a lot of really good baristas who don't have access to those kinds of resources. Oh, for sure. I know because we used to be those people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of tough. For sure. When you're going up against these giants who are like, I'm getting this coffee special. There's five pounds of it that exists, and I paid 100 bucks a pound for it, and it was flown in like under the radar. Yeah, fr- fresher than anybody's coffee. And you're just like, cool. Like Their raw product is just so much better than mine, and like, it's still not a representative of what they serve in their cafe. They just have a bunch of fucking money. Yeah, maybe it'd be worth it to find some sort of way to like tear it out and be like... I'm with you. Geisha cup or like the freaking <laughs> our own best of laser. Like, like maybe, maybe classes, mm-hmm. but then like I'm competing in the, the Geisha class. Yeah. Like it's the like, ultimate heavyweight yeah, championship it's like the, class. And <laughs> yeah. you also have to pay hella more money cause you've got way more money. Right. It's like <laughs> to your, be in it. your entry is like determined by how much you can just ball out to. Right. Like, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Like it's the cannabis cup for coffee, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Freaking ball in there. That's so nice. <laughs> it's going to be so tight. It's going to be so tight. <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to Breen. Everybody watch Evan Breen on YouTube, please, for the love of all that is holy. He has got a crazy he's, mind. He's pretty funny. So, yeah, that's a good – I, you know, James wrote a little article about it. That's James Hoffman, James for y'all who don't Hoffman. know. Yeah. Matt P. to the Erger had some stuff on the hustle, you know, some good links. So, read up on it. Let us know what you think. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is fun to taste something exclusive, but I just don't like the idea of. I mean, I'm never going to taste those coffees, and everybody's going to talk about them, and it's just. I feel like I've always been, and you're kind of the same way, more of like a people's champ. Like, I want to see what the people are doing, not the one person. Yeah, and I don't care not about the one, one person, person that's got it all. I want to see like what the people are up to. Freaking people! I love you Freaking guys. People, you, people, you're the, if you're listening to this and you're a person. You're the freaking bomb. You are the bomb, man. Speaking of persons, yeah, I want to talk about women for a second. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about this for like we briefly mentioned it, but then someone else asked me about it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a real thing. It's kind of driving me crazy. So too. A, a couple times on the podcast and in some of the writings that we've done, we've said like, hey, you know, if you're in or maybe not in the area and you're interested in maybe having some kind of a career with us in our shop. 
send in a resume, reach out to us, contact us. And a lot of people have, and it's been great. Um, Almost I, all dudes. Pretty much all guys. Like 99.99%. Yeah, we're, we talk like bros. I get it. But we're also um, we're not creepy. We're definitely married, and we're not going to hit on you. We'll treat you nice. Well, and, you know, you see Jared, and he's got like his perfect tan, and he's getting shacked up and tube. Wait and a minute. the shock of the you're My like, tan is not perfect. That guy's too much of a dude for me, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's definitely intense. All those pictures <laughs> of my kids are definitely throwing him off the scent. Yeah, I think. Jared's pretty scary. Mm. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, um, okay. We're an equal opportunity lender. So here's a, here's a thing that's on my mind. Yeah. Maybe no women want to work for us, and that's interesting. Hurtful. But if you're... If you're a woman and you don't want to work for us or you have or you just think we're crazy, I kind of want to know why. So if anybody has a little bit of time and you're a lady and you want to write in to info at Cat and Cloud or do the contact yeah, form like on the website and be like, women find you weird because of this. Well, I mean, we are a little aggressive. I mean, we're, we're so definitely I mean, I weird. A chance. We I know I'm weird. Thing. Like, that's not news to anybody, but... But yeah. it was just an interesting tidbit when we were looking through resumes and contacts and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, are we... Um, and then Sarah, who's one of the bakers at the... Sarah Stock. The great, great gal. Other Sarah. Pastry Sarah. Oh, Sarah. Pastry Sarah rips. Team, team Butter Sarah. She's the best. Sarah. <laughs> team <laughs> Butter is a pastry team. She was like, are you guys going to hire any girls? And we're like, we hope so. Be like, Sarah, we've been asking. <laughs> They don't want to talk to us. I feel like a loser in high school. No girls want to talk to me. <laughs> girls don't like me anymore. Yeah, they're just well, not into it. Uh, anyway, yeah, actually, we would like to know because if there is something that we're doing that in any way is like dissuading women from either wanting to be involved with us in any way, in any way you know, whether <laughs> it's work ridiculous. or like you just <laughs> don't even want to hear it, we'd like to know why and appeal to a wider audience as friends go at minimum <laughs> i want to be your friend uh that's a good question chris that's a good question we are gonna have to now sit and wait and wait and wait and for the answer it's gonna be so hard it's gonna be so hard because if we don't have girls it's gonna be horrible yeah we need a little more dynamics we're not trying to run a pirate ship especially at the age range where most baristas fall and then you guys are gonna hate me for this but the the girls are better than the guys Oh, my gosh. They're 99% of the time so much more responsible. And I feel like they're also more confident at a younger age. Yeah. And well, I noticed this with myself, too. It took me a long time to get comfortable in my skin. And a lot of my dude friends have the same problem. So <laughs> generally in that barista age, the ladies are given, like, the better customer service, which is interesting. And uh, that's been true, something I noticed for a long, long time. Yeah. And I'm always like, how are you so friendly to them? And they're like, whatever. And I'm just like, I'm shy. <laughs> I feel weird. <laughs> yeah. So that's a cool sidebar. Yeah. Well, so anyways. I'm shy and weird, everybody. I also am shy and weird. Jared's a little weird, too. So Char I think. Charles I think isn't weird at all. He's Char totally well, normal. Charles is, you know, he's he worked on Wall Street. He, he worked was, on Wall he Street. He had to go through his weird phase then when he got sandwiches thrown at him. That's he a true was, story, ladies and gentlemen. He, was he got wolf. sandwiches thrown at him. And why are you working coffee, Charles? Because motherfuckers was throwing sandwiches at me at Wall Street. <laughs> I'm crunching the numbers like a boss, and all I get is sandwiches thrown at my face. Yeah, and that lettuce inside was not that cash money lettuce. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. No, I had mayonnaise on it. So anyways, you guys, that's that's our brain dump for the day. Um, I just want to tell everybody who might be excited, we're going to have a guest barista at the pop-up for the next couple weeks. His name is Stacy 
Cook. He was a professional barista with us at Verve. He's currently, he, was. <laughs> he did some competitions, and he is a just light of the world sort of gentleman. He's so. a regional barista uh, finalist. finalist. Yeah, yeah, He's and he's just a champion of service. So you guys should definitely come say hi to him, give him a high five. It'll be fun. Anybody who used to see us all work together, he worked at Verve with Chris and myself, and um, he's married to Lizzie Sampson, not anymore. And um, she's going to work with us, too. She's yeah. She's going to be popping in on that pop up as well. So there's going to be some like old school verb vibes, which are going to be really fun from like that young, young age when we were just crazy youngsters. And they both work at the bake shop now. So Stacy still totally makes coffee. He manages the bake shop. And yep, I worked with him today. He ran five miles to work <laughs> early in the morning. He's committed to which excellence. I, I think he's insane for. But I'm super proud. I'm like, damn, dude, I wouldn't do that. That's tight. Yeah, so anyways, major shout-out. We're excited to have him on, on the team for the next couple of weeks because our boy Tanner's leaving town uh, for a road trip. Uh, also, shout-out to Companion Bake Shop for having us at that pop-up. It's been really cool. Thank you so much. Uh, anybody who is interested in writing us some questions or anything, or maybe, uh, I don't know, if you're a lady, you're like, want to apply all of a sudden because of our talk, <laughs> info <laughs> at catandcloud.com <laughs> is a great way to reach out if you're a uh, a lady, female, or a woman who is basically pissed at us and also wants to write us some nasty words, we're ready to hear them. Info at catandcloud.com. You're pissed off. I'm in the zone. I'm definitely in the zone. It's been a long day, and I'm going to you know, go see my family. And you know what? Yeah. We, we do have one more awesome sponsor we want to talk about. Their name's Brant Curtis. We brought them on the team. A.K.A. Wilbur Curtis. AKA no, Curtis. Brant Curtis. <laughs> A.K.A. Curtis Brewing. Brent yeah. Curtis, the only one. We'll edit that part out. Chris, close us off. I think we should totally leave it in. Brant, you're the freaking man. You're at all the conventions, and you're awesome. Also, Brant, you're a good friend. You're you're super tight, and you're, you know you're a responsible human being. Sometimes you have a nice beard. Sometimes it gets shorter. One more update. I love updates. We sent out a flight of Kickstarter orders. So if you had mug coffee shirt or mug coffee combo. Your order should be arriving soon. If you just got the mug by itself, it's coming. We soon didn't as well. forget about you. We're gonna send those out soon. But we just because it was uh, such a big order for where we're at now, we had to split it up into stages. So, just want to let everybody know that we didn't forget. We've been seeing all the the pictures up on Instagram of people getting their orders, and it's super sweet. We're Stoke. in a place where I'm it's like out crazy. Of my mind. Are you stoking out of your mind? Yeah, I'm stoking out of my mind. It makes me feel really connected to people that I. I'd love to see more of you in real life more often. So it's just, it's really cool to see that and feel connected to my team out there. Um, and then, you know what? The space is coming along. So the parking lot's getting laid this week. It's going off. It's getting laid. That's why the <laughs> ladies don't want to work for us, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the ladies don't want to work for us. Hey, get, getting laid is a, it works all kinds of ways. I guess it's universal. Yeah. Okay. A lot of, a lot of people get laid off. Anyway. <laughs> Come to Cat and Cloud. Get laid off for free. <laughs> we won't hire you. We'll pay into your unemployment. No big deal. This is going awesome. I kind of <laughs> like this, though. I, People you know just I mean? need to hear us blow off steam for a second every yeah, now and again. Yeah, just kicking it in the, like, the weirdest zen zone ever. I listen to podcasts like this. Where people just talk Where people just go. And it's like a loose topic, but like an hour of this. And I think it's freaking amazing. Tell us if you want to hear a couple more loose topics, because we have got plenty of them, you guys. 
That's not a joke. We really do. That's not a joke. Chris we got and I talk a lot. We got all kinds of weird stuff. We talked about different opportunities to uh, tag employees without it being that standard lame apron. We got some ideas going around, but it might not happen. We just mm, talked. Some rules, maybe, that some we were rules, working on. Some rules, some mental health. Yeah, and, just like, uh, we just got a lot of your days stuff. off. Yeah, like, don't talk to me, but do. But just like, not about that. Don't you speak one word to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you guys can, like, feel that out. Just we'll think, talk about it another think time. think about that for now. Think yeah. about that for now. Also... Last but not least. When, I mean, this isn't even last. I'm just saying there's a little thing that's going to happen when our open date gets closer and you're thinking about maybe coming to the open. You, you might, if you're close, you might want to be in town and It'll be, be one of our first time. customers. There yeah. might be some stuff. Limited opportunities. There might be some limited opportunities that you can take home for free. Oh, yeah. And Vertigo Throwdown. We S- called that out before. What day is it? The 12th? It's the 12th. It's this August Friday. August 12th. It's this Friday? That's correct. Oh, because of when the podcast comes out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you. What day is it right now? Today is the thir- 2nd of August. Christopher George Baca. Fantastic. Yep. Fantastic. Sorry, I just had my brain drain. Yeah. Vertigo, August 12th. It's Friday. San Juan Batista. If you're anywhere near the Bay Area, medium Southern California, I don't know what you call that area that's not quite SoCal. We call it south of San Jose and north of San Luis Obispo. Lower Central Coast. Come on up. It's going to be sweet. There's some rad judges going on. Vertigo's rad. They have beer. They're going to have tacos. What? One of the chefs at Bantam is going to make tacos. Uh, Bantam is a really awesome restaurant on the west side of Santa Cruz. And Jared and I are going to MC the crap out of this thing. Yeah, we're going to be insanely good at it. Trust me. Yeah, we're really. We talk on microphones <laughs> sometimes. We should bring a prize to give away too. Yeah, I'm going to bring. Definitely I mean, there's going to be five to ten high fives. There's going to be a prize pack anyway, but we should figure something out. A couple of used band aids. I have some like old toenail clippings laying around. Mm. Maybe people would like it. Well, anyway, Air put dolls. that on your calendar. Friday, August 12th, Vertigo. I think uh, doors open at five, so get there early and get there often. And you know that this has been the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. We'll see you there or we'll see you at another time. Okay, that's very confusing. Bye-bye.